I am I am happy to say that Adam Laser is taking over charge of the podcast. Oh, and yeah. why I asked him about the bird noises <laughs> is because he's formally trained as a music producer and has a passion for high fidelity audio and telling cool stories and um, basically has, you know, is enthusiastic about the podcast. Me, I'm a slacker. And so that's why we haven't done any. Um, but now podcasts under Adam's control will all still be a guest if he, um, you know, is kind to me. And I think we'll also still have Kyle on. We'll mm-hmm. probably still have other guests on too. Of course. But um, under under the control of Laser, the podcast should happen much more consistently. So Yeah, and I think that's like for me, obviously, it's all about consistency in especially podcast and developing the audience and what are we going to talk about and there's so much more to one wheel than just the device, uh, the people that ride it, the things it can do for the people, the adventures and experiences we have on the product, but also all the people that are involved, like have such unique and different backgrounds. Yeah. Um, so if we kind of stick to a, a sample of we'll only shoot podcasts when we have a particular guest, well, then, you know, like that might be few and far between, mm-hmm. but there's so many stories in between that we could tell. Um, and just like in general, being able to sit down as us and have conversations. Totally. And, you know, not every podcast is going to be the most eye opening and exciting podcast, but that it's, it's all about just continuing and totally and uh, allowing it to take its own shape and form. A hundred percent. I'm along for the ride. I'm excited. (laughs) Okay, Jack, I got one for you. Yeah, shoot. How long have you been riding a one wheel for? I've been riding a one wheel. Let's see. What is, we're in, um, what month is it? April. It is April, 2023. April 23. Uh, the first time I rode a one wheel was January, like sixth ish of 2014. So we're coming up on, we're at like nine years we're coming up on 10 yeah this is the this will be this next year will be the 10th year 10th anniversary which is like pretty pretty wild significantly wild that's Um, really wild the the, i guess the story of like um i i was uh working there's like a long version of the story which i will save us Mm -hmm. but um basically like in the last minute um Kyle called and was like, Hey, I could use some help at this trade show where we're going to, I'm going to launch this thing, uh, which was like CES trade show in Las Vegas. And I said, sure. And I went out there and, um, the board barely worked and was super sketch. And there was like one, you know? Mm -hmm. So only Kyle rode the board. Um, cause you didn't want to break it. And, it was not easy to learn to hop on and go just like so sensitive. Um, it's like, just, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was difficult. So, um, I didn't, he didn't let me ride it for the first like three days of the trade show. <laughs> so I was there just like talking about like, it's, you know, what was my pitch? I remember I had, you know what? I, I actually vividly remember my pitch because it's all these like, um, tech people and, potential investor people and i don't know you're a kid and you're a little i don't know you're trying to figure out like what the story of this thing is Uh 
but I but I didn't I haven't written it. <laughs> and I remember the story that I ran with, which is actually true, was that electric transportation is the future. Light electric transportation, it's gonna happen. This is mind you, before electric scooters were on every corner. It's before the hoverboard existed. Basically at this point, boosted board was out, which was an electric skateboard, and they had about like a year head start. So that was like the only thing that people could and I guess Segway. Yeah. Those are the only things that people could sort of like see and associate with. And so my my pitch was, you know, yeah, l- these electric vehicles one day are going to be all over the place. And this one is really cool. Is that, that what? That was <laughs> But like, you know, I think it was true and it was real. So, <laughs> but it, but it was funny because I was talking, I was like, you know, trying to like, sort of like talk about the thing without having read And then I wrote it, uh, several days later and it was like, uh, I, I wasn't the best right away at it. Yeah. Um, I, 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 you know, when you come to level and you go past level and you get into the wobble thing, uh-huh. that was just so easy to do on that first version. Like if you just went like nowadays, it's pretty forgiving actually. Yeah. But back then it was just like, wah, wah, wah. and then you're, you know, you just feel like you're on the bucking Bronco. So what was it that, I mean, that's the thing that made you be like, okay, this is something I want to pursue, mm-hmm. keep going with, because one, it's a very unique opportunity. Mm-hmm. However, you got into that to, you know, know Kyle and all that stuff. Right. But like way before all of this stuff was happening, like all the light electric vehicles. Right. Um, what is your, like, what is it about your background or curiosity that kind of made you say, okay, I want to, I want to see where this brings me. Yeah. So I studied sports business. I've always been like a huge team sports person. So I grew up like, I grew up on the other side of the hill from Santa Cruz. Mm -hmm. And that's a major distinction because if you grew up on the Santa Cruz side of the hill, you grew up surfing. If you grew up on the other side of the hill, like you don't necessarily do that. Right. So I was playing baseball and football and basketball. I skateboarded as like a teen, you know, and like kick pushed around college and that whole thing. And then I snowboarded as well since, uh, since I was a kid. So that was always, um, you know, a passion too, but definitely, um, thought that I would go, you know, I I went to university of Oregon, studied sports business. They have a great program there. Nike was started at Oregon. Um, so a lot of people like go on to work at Nike or Adidas, um, or go work for a team, go work for a sports franchise. Now, when you go work for a sports franchise, like what you do is you get into ticket sales. That's like the path. And so that means you got to do 65 calls, you, you know, a day. I don't know what the numbers are, but you're just cold calling people, trying to sell tickets. It's really miserable. Not exciting. Not exciting. I had someone, yeah, I had someone once tell me who worked in sports the sports world he said careful what you wish for because like when your passion becomes your job like it can become your job (laughs) you know like i get to go to the nba all-star game and all i think about is like line management sponsorship and like you know um so anyways i i thought i was gonna like go in that direction um but i've always been someone who i'm like pretty spontaneous as a person which you know like if there's a new shiny thing i'm like i'm there i'm in like let's do it um and that's kind of like what one wheel was is like there was nothing online you couldn't find anything kyle was like incredibly underground with it 
I went over um, just to his like garage shop that he was in and talked to him a little bit and like kind of tried to get an opportunity. I was just trying to find – honestly, I would have taken any job <laughs> that I could have got. Just so happened to be <laughs> – yeah like yeah yeah yeah. but but you know after the um, after the thing launched in it in it um you know it's just so different it's just so different than everything else that had existed and like people you you saw the reaction that people had um and you know it's in like headlines of like craziest thing i saw at ces and all that stuff um you just knew right away that like this was some magic shit honestly you know like i remember like very very early on riding around the parking lot and being like if we can't sell a million of these things then we're messing this up because this thing is so fun and the other thing that i would add too is that you know i signed on as like a six-week social media intern basically Mm. and so um my highest aspiration i've like you know like written in like a journal like i'm like best case scenario like i hope i get one out of this deal like maybe i'll like that was what i was gunning for i was like i don't think i was being paid you know so i was like i was like maybe if i do really good like kyle will give me one of these things. nine years later has kyle given you a one wheel not really no <laughs> that's something to say like i i get asked that question all the time like do you just get free one wheels and it's right. like actually no like I have access to right. as many wheels as I want to ride. Right. But it's not like, here you go. That's a problem for us as, as people that do marketing at one wheel is like, if you've ever owned a one wheel, you just, it doesn't work. Like it just doesn't work. Cause whenever we're doing a shoot or a project or whatever, like there's always a situation where someone we, you know, we're missing a, like we're down a board. That person has to walk and it's like, okay, well you can just ride mine. And then all the rail guards the, get swapped in you the know? sense of having it in the workspace, not yeah. it actually doesn't work. Totally. Yeah. I've never, I've never dealt marijuana, but I think it's kind of like, you know, uh, <laughs> it's like you get high on your own supply, you know, when it comes to one wheels, <laughs> if you will, you know, um, that, I don't know if that analogy makes any sense. I mean, whether it does or not, doesn't, you, you get the it idea. Doesn't matter. So nine years in the game, you've pretty much been, here from the start mm-hmm. uh i know for myself i came in right like in the middle of the of xr's lifetime mm-hmm. and that was the first one wheel i'd ever ridden my first experience was our first meeting when you hired me right and you're pretty good it was the same thing like as soon as i hopped on it and you kind of just like had you were there for support and telling me like the movements right immediate it, it clicked right away yeah i was like okay Yep, this totally makes sense. Uh, I got a lot to learn, but I totally get it now. Prior to that, I didn't know what a one wheel was really. Uh, Maybe saw one in my life before. Um, But nine years later, having ridden all of the, like, kind of like those first iterations of like what the product was really going to be, Mm -hmm. how far has this come with what we have now? Mm. Well, something that uh, I would recommend to everyone that cares enough to listen to this podcast and watch this YouTube video should do is go back, go to one wheel YouTube and scroll literally all the way back. Because if you, yeah, if you're watching this, you, you'd find it 
interesting, fascinating, funny, all of the above, like the earliest content. So I remember the day where we got the programming right enough where you could go up and down the wheelchair ramps on the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. That was the first day that we could go anywhere. (laughs) And we were stoked. Like, cause at first we were just, I mean, it has come so far, right? That like, it was like chain drive thing that Kyle got to work in the parking lot. Like, you know, okay. Like this kind of works to, um, just like the challenges get like progressively bigger. I remember the first curb drops going off the curb for the first time. And you're like, it didn't break. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think you, there's a video of that. Yeah, totally. YouTube. So that, I was going to say the first video, I think maybe our first YouTube video is this donut run which was like uh, we back in the day we were in Mountain View over the hill and we there was a donut shop like half a mile away super super close and that was the first um errand that we ran I also remember the first lunch we went to was to Chipotle down the street and those were like huge moments because you realize you can go and you can go places on this like it wasn't even really clear <laughs> in my like, you know, it was like kind of like a to- like this is a cool thing, but then you kind of started stacking these chips of like, oh, you can go, yeah, you can go up ramps, you can go down ramps, you can go off a curb. Now obviously people go up curbs, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's just it's it's come that far where like all the things today that we take as like facts and certainties and like of course it can go ride on the beach or like ride on trails you know some of the best one wheelers can keep up with like average mountain bike people you know um and we just kind of take these to be granted yeah like um back then all that stuff was like new and exciting and and and, back uh, then really isn't that long ago no i mean both feels like like you're saying like a lifetime ago in some regards right yeah and like like a a blink you know um totally yeah so um we i I would say we like we made the original one like we hustled so hard to get the original one out the door from from like making it up the wheelchair ramps and down and those first i'd be curious like when we published that video there's so much funny content too from back then because it was just me with like a really shitty camera and no skills <laughs> so it's pretty bad like you guys should definitely go maybe we can like link the first video or something somewhere but it's worth we should also bring that stuff back like, like we should do we should it? recycle some of that content oh, that like content? it's in some way i don't know we should make like a worst of you know no, I think it's but. super interesting because it kind of goes to like taking things for granted. Like mm. I, I just think of how far that, whether it's the tech or certain pieces of the one wheel that have improved. Mm-hmm. When I come in here and look at old iron sides, chain driven one wheel with a button on top of it mm. and this crazy battery. Yeah. Like I think that that provides me perspective to know like, wow totally this has come so far (laughs) and like every year you know and also obviously like the community and the riding too Mm -hmm. right because um you know now there's like a whole racing league now they're holding races in europe you know there's like five races in europe this year that are that are orl sanctioned so um 
Yeah, I mean, that is true. And and the other thing is that, like, the first, I don't know, three years, four years, like, didn't even count. Like, how many people started with the original? Not very many. I love, I love when you find someone who's like, I had one. You know, like, it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. The it, core of core. But, like, most people started with XR. Like, most people you talk to now mm-hmm. are like, yeah, I got one during the pandemic. Yeah, I got one, you know. So, like. Yeah, the first the first several years, like no one had a one wheel and um, nothing was happening. You know, like no, there was not a ton of progression like we think of today. You yeah. know, like progression. So yeah, a lot of it's happened. You know, um, in the last handful of years, I'd say. Um, and I think that's really encouraging because you, yeah, you look at, um, you know, any of the, the the evolution of the other sports, whether it's like skating or you know, snowboarding and they, and they talk about like decades, you know, it's like skating. When did skating start? We should mind you, we're going to work to get Stacy Peralta on the podcast. Cause he's a one wheel rider, which is amazing. Yeah. And basically like founded was a founding member of, you know, that generation of skaters, but who kind of took it to the next level. Yeah. What was and that? Like sixties, seventies. Like, yeah. Late forties early 50s okay and skateboarding. But, but i don't know if that was really cooking like i think of those dogtown days you know like i think they they were like that taking it from that's like when competitions really started coming and then it kind of like fell off a little bit right they're doing like the ticky tack stuff yeah it was less trick yeah and, and then and then it was like bowls you know pools i mean there's all pools, that yeah but yeah, you kind of think about, and even with and the skateboard. And then like street started in like the 90, early 90s or something, maybe late 80s, early 90s. I don't know. I could be fully wrong on all this, but it's like decades. You know, it's like it is a over lot, the course of 30, 40 time. years, like it evolves to be, obviously skating's huge, you know, yeah. but um, yeah, it does make you wonder like, okay, we're in the first decade still. That's what I always think. Like, yeah. You know, like, what's it yeah, be like totally. in 10 there's, years? There's, there's. There's like endless, uh, endless potential, you know, there's endless potential. Endless potential. Um, yeah, dude, I think it's just, I just, from a technology standpoint, I get, I nerd out on that. Like, whoa, it's only been this amount of time. Cause you look at even let's take the last five years and you look at like cell phones, right? Okay. Maybe they added a better camera in it, but they're not really doing anything like crazy. Tell you what, I got the 14, iPhone 14. It's very, I had the iPhone 12. They're very similar. Yeah. So then that's like a few years ago it came out. Yeah. They also just blast those things out every year. Right. It's like a new one. Right. Um, but as a, as you're kind of like the guy that's, oh, back in my day. I know. I am kind of like the, the crusty old, the crusty old, you know, <laughs> jaded wheeler. So what Classic. do you, on a, on a, like a, personal basis what do you mostly use the one wheel for Mm. we had this conversation at your house the other day but um yeah it's like we are one wheeling every day for work technically i did air quotes if you're listening on the podcast for work we're riding one wheels every day so yeah on the weekend it's like uh, like you almost need a, a break not really but like Basically, on the weekends, I use it as transportation. Yes. Like, 
we do our big if we're gonna go do a big trail ride or something we do that like during the week you know and we like are filming it or we're there's like an objective uh-huh. generally sometimes we'll just go to mess around we'll just go down to um the coast the coast is like right next to our office and that's a really nice ride if you've just been talking on the phone too long or whatever but um yeah i'm a big like uh wheel to go pick up a sandwich type of a a a wheel rider which um is perfect like i I really want to make a video that's about one wheels versus e-bikes I know you do. I've been talking to you about this for ages. Adam's a huge bike rider guy. And it's not that he dissuades me from this concept. He encourages it. But we just have different like vantage points of it. But I guess where I want to come at it from, I think we agree on all of it essentially. But where I want to come at it from is is the standpoint of everyone understands the value proposition of a bicycle. right? So when you add a motor to it, everyone in the world understands that they're yeah. like it's like a bike but i don't have to pedal as much okay i i know what i'm considering buying but i think that f- f- most people vastly underestimate the utility of one wheels like most people think a i can't ride it and b like that's a expensive toy it's not practical but for me in my life like it is the most practical thing. That's why I use it all the time on the weekend when I'm not working. I guess that's what I'm, that's my big point. Yeah. Like for me, it's like a, it's so it's the funnest way to go rip like seven blocks, pick up my sandwich, and be back home. I do not want to get in the car. I'm not getting in the car for that for that type of a trip. You know, that's dumb. It actually takes longer. But then when you're wheeling, you understand. Like everyone that wheels knows that you see the world differently when you're on one. Banks on the sidewalk. Um, my girlfriend, I spend a lot, my, a lot of my weekends in San Francisco. Um, they have these like amazing slope sidewalks there. Everybody's driveway is a freaking it's, wave. It's so sick. Yeah. So you're you're like you're seeing the world instead of like a errand. You know, it's like it's a it's fun time instead of transportation time. Also, it's just like so small. You can shortcut across all, all kinds of terrains. Like I'm, I I hate bikes to begin with. I've never <laughs> been a bike person, so like I just think that the practicality. I, I need to make a video comparing the practicality. Obviously, if you're trying to commute, you know, twenty miles to work or something, like bikes are definitely useful. Yes, and they're easier in some scenarios. You can get a big cargo bike. You know, you can take your kids. I see a lot of people in San Francisco taking their kids on cargo bikes, um, you know, and whatnot. Like, it's one wheels are definitely not for everybody, but I think there's a lot of people that um, would actually love a one wheel that think that it's not useful enough for them. They're like, yeah, like, I'm just a practical guy. I'm not going to get one of those. Like, well, you really probably sh- like, well, you, if you're a practical guy, you don't understand you get the most practical thing. I agree with that as a avid cyclist because you you when when are one of the times you've told me but like one of the times you grab the wheel instead of the bike just about every single time that i'm not going for a dedicated bike ride right you use your bike like a like people use like a snowboard like for you biking is like it's a it's like a saturday i'm gonna go for like a session like you know right Mm, is that right no 
Oh, damn it. I'm definitely not a weekend warrior. Okay, well, okay, sure, but you're like an everyday, you're like an everyday warrior. Well, the thing is, like, for me, Sorry, I, I got, I got in trouble. Well, I lived, <laughs> I, for almost a decade, my lifestyle was a bike commuter. Right. So, 10 years ago, sold my car. Right. Moved to Austin, Texas, only had a bike. Right. I, on that bike, I would go grocery shopping, I'd go to the laundromat, I'd go meet up with people. I would do everything. During the summer, sounds a little sweaty. Dude, in Austin, horrible. <laughs> you, you accept the fact that you're going to be drenched in sweat. You're going to block. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So the bike was my transportation. It was recreation. It was my fitness. And that div- that kind of led my lifestyle to become that. But had I had a one wheel mm. during those years, it would have changed my the way. It, it would have been so much more efficient because now that I've discovered that, and and have it in my life i mean i i just got a car finally just bought tyler james's old honda fit (laughs) but even that like i go to trader joe or i would go to trader joe's they use too much plastic Mm. personal opinion Mm -hmm. but go to trader joe's i'm riding the wheel dude i ride through the parking lot and i just see the stress Mm. and the frustration on people's faces trying to get a parking spot and even in other scenarios, like this, just how easy it is to roll up, dismount, throw the board at the bottom of the cart, go in within 20 minutes. I have my groceries in my backpack. I can point A to point B back to point A with my groceries less than a half hour. And I have, I've expanded my imagination. I got to go shred the streets. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to use walk your bike outside of the or store. even my bike. And that takes a lot of effort. And even if you have an e-bike, it's still, I mean, I have a lot of opinions about e-bikes and even like, I don't know, it's, it's tough. You know, I think it's great that they get people out that want to get out there, but at the same time, it's like, yo, just kind of pedal. One wheels are just so easy. They're so easy. Throw in the back of your car, throw it in your trunk. No, takes no stress or energy. Big e-bike, you gotta, you can't just casually do that it's kind of especially like especially if we're going with homies yeah you're gonna go on a you're gonna go try to ride somewhere cool you can't easily throw three bikes on your car well i, and, I can't and there's also the difference in e-bikes yeah you have specific e-bikes that are designed very poorly sure uh, like i'm not picking out a specific brand or anything but they actually are not designed to pedal yeah. So right. when you run out of battery or you need to, you know, actually pedal, you are in a horrible position mm. to actually put out power and, and self-propel yourself. Right. I've experienced that a ton on some e-bikes. Some are actually designed so that they could be ergonomic and like your position on the bike makes sense. Um, but the problem with that is then you have people that are riding in like spandex and a old mountain bike helmet. And they're going like 35, 40 miles an hour with their kids on the back. Right. And that is where I kind of like. That stuff scares me. I think there's like something that's missing with that whole industry is they're just like whoever sells the e-bikes needs to do a better job of like educating like, hey, like you're going as fast as a motorcycle. You should probably uh, wear more gear or, you know, really learn how to use this thing because I've known people personally that have gotten e-bikes they don't know that like it has a throttle mm. 
Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, what's this? They just take off. And yeah. then they, you know, hit something because they're whiskey throttle and everything. Right. And um, so it's like there's there's all sorts of I think that's a things. I think that's an electric. I think that's a symptom of electricity yeah. as a propellant. Yeah. Because we know that happens with one wheel, too. People, yeah. people get on for the first time. And, like, to your point, if you get on a normal bike, you need to learn – you learn the ropes before you get up to speed, kind of in theory, right? Yeah. Most of the time, unless you're like dropping down a hill, but um, but it's kind of the same on one way. Like you need to learn, you need to learn your limits, limits of the board. You need to know how it works, figure out how to turn, how to dismount. Like you have to learn a lot of the basics, mm-hmm. um, before you get up to higher speeds. But with the electric power, like it is possible. That's you true. know. Yeah. So I think like I I, I don't know I kind of see that as like in both industries, one wheel industry, <laughs> both worlds, um, yeah, it might be kind of like an electric thing. But I see your point a hundred percent. Yeah, it's just something I've noticed even like as an avid cyclist and biker, like yeah. seeing that, be like, whoa, like I just saw a mom and a son riding on their big cargo bike, and she's cutting through stop signs going like faster than I'm driving. Right. And they're both only wearing a little skateboard helmet. Right. So I just think about those things, but it all does come with like how you learn about this and perceive risk and sure. All that stuff. And, and what you're looking to get out of it. What you're looking to get out of it. Yeah. That's my, that's my thesis. I think there's more people that would benefit from the practicality of the wheel that don't know it. Cause you don't know the practicality of the wheel unless you have one, I think. Yeah. And, and you have to have a curious mindset, I think, because yeah. there are a ton of, like, we always s- talk to people that are like, I can never do that. Or mm. they immediately put up their barrier or because it looks different and they might have heard, like, somebody had a hard time learning it. So they're yeah. like, well, if they couldn't do it, I can't do it. Um, and it's just a matter of, I mean, that's a basic, like, just learning new things is going to be challenging. Totally. Um, I Go- mean, totally. Yeah gotta be open to it gotta be open to it a hundred percent dude i think people underestimate how practical a one wheel is in the everyday life things yeah if you have a you know an example of this or thought related to my pending one wheels versus e-bikes video drop it in the comments below and maybe i'll incorporate it as i have not written the script yet (laughs) but i look forward to doing that We'll get you. We'll get you doing that. Um, wow. Updates. Uh, yeah. Let, some 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 updates. Uh, I think it goes without a, a question that, of course, people are going to want to know. CPSC. CPSC and where does custom shaping stand? CPSC custom shaping. Okay, we'll go in that order. Um, luckily, I don't have to deal with the CPSC, <laughs> so I'm not. You know. Um, like uh dealing with that every day Mm -hmm. i don't know exactly what's happening but um basically i know that uh that dialogue is ongoing and takes up a ton of time bandwidth um from you know leadership and um yeah just related parties um so yeah no no new news um on the cpsc front again like i think um just the outpouring of support for one wheel as a, as a thing to exist in the future was huge. So 
again, thank you all for doing that. I think that sent like a really strong and important message that um, this is something that like really, you know, is beneficial for people in their lives and should exist. And so, um, yeah, basically like we are continuing um, to fight that fight and uh, make sure that, you know, we all can one wheel in the future <laughs> essentially. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, to your point, they, they, the, why I said they're related is just because obviously we read the comments. Everyone's wondering where is custom shaping? Um, and, and the reality is, is that the CPSC stuff has taken up the bandwidth of um, like the same people that would do stuff like custom shaping are, you know, working on, on and with this um, CPSC thing. So uh it's like a it's an unfortunate you know it's a it's a bummer i wish we had custom shaping ready today um but the fact of the matter is is that cpsc thing is really important and um we're fighting we're fighting for all of one wheel existence i feel very optimistic yeah um you know that we're gonna uh, find solutions um but yeah it's just taking up a lot of time so that's the that's the reality Luckily, I haven't had to deal with that. So we've been out. I, this is always a funny justice. Yeah, what have you been up to? We've been out like going on road trips, shooting. You know, we shot some ad in Arizona. We went and did a photo shoot with Aaron Brimhall, who's an absolute legend. Would love to get him on the podcast. Like one of the best photographers that I've ever seen, even. Yeah. You know, yeah, that shot. Um, Kyle Hansen and Allie were there. Some just like iconic shots of them. Um, excited about that stuff. Those ads should be running soon. Working on lining up all kinds of other cool stuff um, to do this year. Races are about to start, right? Um, Let it ride is this weekend. Um, surprised no one challenged me. Uh, there's there's like a betting challenging thing that if you're a hardcore one wheeler, I'm sure you already know about. But uh, I love that idea because it's Vegas. The, yeah, Makes sense. you can like challenge someone, yeah. and if someone challenges you, you can you know, call or like raise like double or nothing. It's a really <laughs> brilliant idea. Shout out to uh, Joey, uh, Joey Knuckles, who I assume he's the organizer. I assume yeah. he was behind that. That was, that was brilliant. Dude, um, I saw um, Jamie and Joey were doing some like Instagram stories for let it ride. Right. And I told them both. I was like, yo, you guys need to be on, like you need to put out more video content. You're, you're really good on video. They are good. I love their energy. And like, they, I don't know. they, they're really well like yeah spoken on yeah. camera i love it yeah so tyler went out there yesterday so yeah we'll see um excited to see you know uh who comes out on top um in those races and kick off the season get our first rankings back now that we have a new ranking system um so that's all that's all exciting um yeah what else uh oh we're going to where are we going? Sea Otter. We're going to Sea Otter. Mountain bike people apparently like one wheels. I don't know. That's I thought bike people were hostile in general. I just have, <laughs> I just don't, I guess I don't like bikes. <laughs> yeah, just, Jack just doesn't like bikes, but I that's how hardcore I am. 95% of the interactions that I've had with fellow bikers, even though I will be disguised as a one wheeler when they mm. see me, mm. um, are all positive. Yeah, they're always super intrigued, and they can't believe how much you could keep up with them on the trails, or they watch you like 
hit a berm or go over something and there's, whoa, I had no idea that those things could do that. Yeah. Um, the only time you get like an aggro biker is the homie that's going for his Strava KOM and mm. you're chilling by the trail side. And that's like really just a angry person. Seems like their problem. It's their problem. Yeah. Um, but in general, like even in Santa Cruz, like people are so like yeah, nice true. and curious about these devices on the trails. You get people like Neil Bennett, Neil Bennett, the ledge yeah. was a mountain biker formerly and kind of like switched to one wheel. And I mean, I'm sure he still rides bikes yeah. too, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's true. So we'll be out there. It's in um, Monterey. Yeah. It's over at Laguna Seca, the, the race track there. And it's just a huge, bike expo with people from all around the world bike people and uh we're gonna show them that one wheels are fun and uh we're gonna we're just gonna have a good time i'm really excited obviously yeah so if you're there come come say hi we'll probably be cooking hot dogs we're gonna camp out we're gonna cook hot dogs we're going to Maybe I'll have Neil challenge some mountain bikers yeah. on some like features or something. Yeah. Really showcase what is possible on a one wheel. Show them what my we got. F- my favorite thing though with bikers or people that like are into motorsports is whenever you ride by them, they always go po- uh, do a wheelie. It's do not wheelie. do a kill- kickflip like uh-huh. a skateboarder. It's right. do a wheelie. And my response is always, I'm I'm doing a perpetual wheelie. I am. Like dude. what do you? What do you think I'm doing? Like, I am on one wheel. You just got to go do a lot of arm wave. Whoa. The one wheel is the perpetual wheelie. This is the wheelie machine. Wheelie machine. That's true. (laughs) That's very true. Yeah, so if you're in the area and you're trying to come out or you'll be there, we'll be there. So come come say hi. We'll cook you a hot dog. You might be able to – we were talking about competing on some, uh, you know, your bike machine for power or um, we might be doing some giveaways out there too. So that'll, that'll be super fun. It'll it'll be worth stopping by. It'll um, be worth stopping by. Yeah, totally. Yeah, got uh, all kinds of fun things to look forward to this summer, um, whether it be racing or non-racing things. Um, but we can, you know, we'll tell you about that. I guess probably like next next time we talk too. Next time, we I talk. guess one more very important thing to cover was, of course, the chili cookoff. Oh, and, yeah. the re- and the results thereof. The uh, controversy around <laughs> the, the controversy. winning. Yeah. Chili. So Joey Peterson, our colleague, won the chili cookoff as decided by you, the people. But Joey probably spent a hundred bucks on his chili because it was beef brisket. Like that's completely out of line, in my opinion. It is, and and I ca- I can't blame him. I think he was just trying to strategically put his best foot forward. Right. But where I was coming at it from was like make a general chili right so we could compare right but that wasn't written in the rules it was not and i strayed vastly from that i heard you had some like i had a green deco i had like a green chili yeah a new mexican style green chili my where my family you know part of my family hails from but i overheard i overheard some girl say this is like a chicken soup or something this is like (laughs) (laughs) my chili is misunderstood i just would like to say um but that's okay you know that's okay joey came out on top um it was super fun it was, it was just fun. over in the parking lot it's great to have um to to have santa cruz hq um open for people to come say hi kyle was hanging out um you know it's fun to see people like double take like is that's kyle oh my god <laughs> i saw some nervous <laughs> some nervous you know like hi how are you but it was, it was rad um 
went on a big ride uh, around Santa Cruz. And, um, yeah, it was a super fun, super fun day. I think we talked about it. it's, like, something that we want to do um, maybe once every couple months uh, just because it was, it was a great time. So Yeah, and maybe get some cornhole going. Cornhole. Next time, oh, next time. Bring the dartboard outside. Someone, um, I forget the guy's name. But he's like, you guys should. We should do barbecue next time and have it open, so that anyone can come enter their barbecue and open barbecue comp. That sounds awesome. A, we don't have to cook, but B, any like you could win. You yeah. know, you could win, and then we could we could like put some prize purse on it or something. Dude, speaking of that, we should fire up the smoker today and throw some. We have those extra dogs from King Hammers. <laughs> if you actually re- notice it, we love a good time here at one wheel and usually that just involves a couple hot dogs and that's true and wheels in the parking lot that no that's i think that's a good amount for today i'm getting pretty hungry jack yeah and uh don't forget folks make sure you're subscribed to the one wheel youtube channel yep um go follow us on instagram tiktok check out uh, we've been putting out a ton of youtube shorts just nice little clips super fun um and engage with us in the comments Thanks for uh, joining us, guys. All right. Peace.